0: Welcome back to is it horror I'm Brianna
1: I'm Joe I'm Matt
2: I'm Mitz
0: and I'm Steve for those of you who haven't been with us before just the premise of the podcast is we will take a movie it's what we've done mostly so far and we analyze whether or not we think it qualifies as horror and we try and take a look at as many facets as we can in order to make that determination hopefully you will enjoy and if you haven't checked out our other episodes feel free to check those out too Uh, Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different, because we are going to actually be contrasting two movies instead of just talking about one. But before we get to that, we're going to go to Joe's Get to Know You Corner. Joe?
1: Well, thank you, Steve. Today my question is, what are some of your favorite comedic moments in a horror movie?
3: This was an amazing question, (laughs) 10 out of 10 stars for that, Joe, excited about this. I was torn between, <laughs> I was torn between, I guess, two different movies, movie genres. The first thing that came to mind, of course, was the Deadites and Evil Dead Two. I first watched that movie with Steve. Um, it's his fault that I've watched a lot of really terrible B-rate horror that I've come to know and love, and You're that and oh, thanks, buddy. And then also, um, in a similar vein, in Drag Me to Hell, the possessed goat always gets me every time. But I guess on a more scripty level, one of my very favorite laugh out loud horror movies is definitely *The Lost Boys*. Pretty much everything that comes out of Corey Haim's mouth is solid gold.
1: Nice. (laughs) It wasn't on my list, but I like *The Deadites* and *Army of Darkness* as well. Just like the one getting kicked and like, "Oh, thank you, sir," and like, I don't know, all that stuff. (laughs) It's pretty great.
3: Total, totally shticky. I love it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) For me, the couple that I thought of. Uh, we, we talked about it in the Scream episode, but it still cracks me up every time I think about it. It's just when they're in the movie s- store in Scream and, you know, they're just sitting there and, like, there's always some bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend and the the lady in the background's <laughs> head just popping up. And, like, <laughs> I just thought the timing and the, like, the whole, that whole scene is just perfect. <laughs> Uh, and then the other one that is always near and dear to my heart is Shaun of the Dead, actually. Like, when they're, like, beating the zombies up to uh, to Queen. It's always great. God, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it was hard to
4: not... I wanted to not mention, like, Shaun of the Dead or Zombieland for this because we're going to talk about them. So uh, just thinking of... Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Uh, What I want to know is how we ended up in the same force with you being so tall and all. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, they told me it was a midget force and they needed somebody to look up to.
4: (laughs) There's a lot of good ones in that movie. Also, like when the, the motorcycle gang goes in and is like... Pying in the face, the zombies or like spraying them with water and stuff like that. I think it's funny. Yes.
0: I was talking about that
4: with Joe just yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So my mind, obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously. My mind went to Scream um, because Stu is just hilarious in general. But I kind of assumed a lot of people were going to say Scream. So another one that I can just remember laughing hysterically at as a child well as a middle schooler when i saw it and i'm not sure it was meant to be funny but uh child's play child's play kills me i every time yeah. i watch any of the child's play movies i just i just can't handle it and like i said i don't think that was the intention i know that bride of chucky and seed of chucky were supposed to be like parodies of themselves. But the first three, I think, were meant to be genuine horror, and they're just so funny. He has a lot of stupid one-liners, like, Chucky says, move your ass, and stuff. Yeah. Just makes me, just makes me chuckle, if you will. <laughs> I will.
4: <laughs> I will also chuckle.
0: Good, yes. We have a quorum that has decided that chuckle is warranted.
3: The motion passes.
0: <laughs> excellent man there are so many i swear like every every part of evil dead 2 every time ash opens his mouth is just great which i know that's not terribly specific but i do have a couple more specific ones the longer i think about this the more i think of so i'm just like popping off the ones that came right to mind and uh so one of them is actually from the lost boys because spoilers for the lost boys if anyone hasn't seen it but you go through the whole movie and they're hiding from the grandpa the whole time that there's vampires and that they're fighting the vampires and they're dealing with all of that. And at the end of it, the grandpa comes home to the destroyed house, goes to the fridge, gets a drink and he's like, you know, I love living in San Clarita except for all the fucking vampires and just takes a drink and is like, what? <laughs> you knew the whole time? But it's just amazing. <laughs> and then the other one that came to mind too was actually from Your Next, which again is a great movie if you haven't seen that one. But you've got, alright I'm gonna spoil that one too, but the whole premise of it is that you've got these two brothers that have agreed to have their entire family killed off because their parents are rich and they want to be the sole inheritors of all of this money, and uh, you have this scene where the one of the brothers is upstairs in the room where his mom is dead. And she's lying dead on the bed. She's been killed, and you know he's he's paid to have her killed. So obviously he's he's okay with that. She's dead, and the girlfriend is like, "Let's let's have sex. Let's have sex here on the bed next to your dead mom." And he's like, "I don't want to do that. That's weird." And she's like, "You never want to do anything fun or interesting." And then his just dead deadpan, deadpan <laughs> response is, "I don't think that's a fair assessment." <laughs> And it's just hilarious, <laughs> and it's like a weird, funny moment in this course of this movie. But anyway, it's it's great.
3: See, and I approve of your lost boys line because I was torn between that one and the one where um, the kid brothers like my own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. You just wait till mom finds out, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Like I lose it every single time, and the grandpa, it's golden
0: you can throw a scream back in there, too, with like, did you really oh, call the cops? <laughs> My mom and dad are going to be so mad be at so me. So mad at me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Those are all gold.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, the movies, as you may have already heard, that we're going to be talking about today are Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland. Uh, we th- that they they do share a lot of similarities so it's kind of worth discussing them together to discuss some of the same elements about them. I mean you have casts that are mostly unknown or kind of new in the business when they're in this film as well as the writing and directing team are also working on their first feature films in a lot of the cases and uh, you know a lot of people think of them as, you know, zombie horror comedies and you've got that mix and they're only a few years separated when they came out. So it seemed worth discussing them both together and talking about some of the different elements in both together. Normally I would go through and recap, you know, whatever movie we're gonna be talking about, but Joe and I are splitting those duties. So I guess I'll let you go first, Joe, and then I'll cover mine after that just with a quick recap and synopsis.
1: Okay, cool. Shaun of the Dead came out in 2004, directed by Edgar Wright, written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. A lot of their inspiration they took from the Romero Dead movies, and uh, they also were big fans of Resident Evil games, so that was a lot of their inspiration for it. So one of the reasons that this film got made is they were working on their TV show Spaced, and they did an episode where Tim... Simon Pegg's character in that kind of hallucinates a zombie attack. And they had a lot of fun shooting that. So they were like, well, why don't we make a zombie movie? That seems like a good idea. So they did. And it was a good idea. And they did. And it was awesome. (laughs) So let's see. Shaun of the Dead. We start the movie with Shaun and his girlfriend Liz in the bar having a conversation about their relationship and some of the problems with it. And, you know, it's not that Liz doesn't like Ed, and it's not that Sean doesn't like Diane and David, but <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's for lots of reasons. But anyways, they decide that they're, you know, going to try try and make it work, and they're going to go out to dinner, and that's going to be great. And so we, you know, get a bit of Sean's life, and he's kind of, you know, in a dead-end job and kind of just going through the motions uh doesn't get along with his stepdad, doesn't talk to his mom as much as he should, should, and etc., cetera, et cetera. Uh And then he forgets to book the restaurant, and then that causes a fight with him and Liz, and they end up breaking up. Sean and Ed decide the best thing to do is to go to the bar and get drunk, and then go home and drink some more and play loud music and piss off their roommate Pete. As you do. Yeah, right, as you do. Yeah,
3: these are all reasonable expectations.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh so then uh they wake up hungover and turns out overnight the zombie apocalypse has happened and it takes them a while to uh figure that out. And uh once they do they make a plan which consists consists of go around to mom's uh get Liz back and go to the Winchester. Oh no, sorry. Sort your fucking life out. <laughs> And uh, so they do those things for the most part. They go and pick up Sean's mom and his stepdad. And then they go and pick up Liz and her and Diane and David, her roommates. And they're on their way to the bar. Turns out stepdad has been, you know, been bitten, turns into a zombie in the car and they have to abandon the car. Then on the way to the to the Winchester. The mom gets bitten, but they don't know that at the time. And they finally make it there, and they're holed up, and stuff happens. They sit around for a while, and then the mom starts churning. Sean has to shoot his mom. The zombies break in. David gets pulled out into the street and gets ripped apart. Diane runs out after him. Then um, Ed gets attacked and bitten a couple times. They have to hold up on the other side of the bar, eventually go into the basement, and Ed tells them to go on without him. They leave him there. They go up to the street, and then the British army comes in, just in the nick of time, and takes out all the zombies. And, yeah, then we uh, close on the movie six months later when things have calmed down, and Sean and Liz are back together. And it turns out, Sean is keeping zombie Ed in the shed out back. And, you know, we close on a semi-happy ending. Left, I'm sure, a bunch of relevant points out, but there's the broad strokes. When you hear it in a
4: summary like that, it really sounds like a terribly tragic movie.
3: <laughs> it does, it's Shakespearean, right? yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Sorry to make it drab. No, it wasn't your. Te- it wasn't your telling. It was more just like, yeah, the story that we get in that movie is pretty depressing. <laughs> like just on the surface, you know.
3: We should do right. a yeah. dramatic reimagining, straight up Academy Award <laughs> <Yes. Lord> level.
4: <laughs> we'll call it "You've Got Red on You." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then onward to Zombie Land. Zombieland came out in 2009. It's directed by Ruben Fleischer. He's directed uh, Gangster Squad, Venom, and most recently, Uncharted. And then as far as the writers, you've got Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who are no strangers to Breaking the Fourth Wall. They also wrote the Deadpool movies. Um, Apparently, they like working with Ryan Reynolds a lot because they also did Six Underground and Life, as well as uh, not Ryan Reynolds' movie, but G.I. Joe Retaliation. Uh, They had been kind of working on this idea for a few years before it actually got picked up, and they had been working on the idea that it was going to be a TV show, and so eventually they did get it picked up, and they were looking at having it made into a movie by the studio that got got it, and so they turned their first two episodes into instead a movie, which is kind of interesting because, as we'll talk about a little bit later, they ended up actually doing an amazon pilot for the series a few years after this and it bombed spectacularly but uh, anyway as far as the general synopsis of the movie goes uh, first off one of the conceits of the movie is that you don't for the most part get anybody's name everyone is called where they're from so you have characters named tallahassee columbus little rock and wichita even in the flashback sequence there's a next-door neighbor that's just known by their room number as 406. But uh, the movie kind of kicks right into the zombie apocalypse, so you don't get a ton of backstory other than just kind of the general intro saying, hey, there was this uh, burger that was tainted and somebody ate it and it just evolved and now you have zombies. The story revolves around the main character, Columbus, meeting up with Tallahassee, and then the two of them meeting up with Little Rock and Wichita, who are kind of con artists and con them several times as they sort of interact with each other before finally deciding that they're kind of going to have this dysfunctional family and kind of go on the road together. The movie's really, I mean, they're going to location to location as a road movie and they're fighting zombies, but the general story is really them sort of coming together as a family, and it all culminates in Wichita and Little Rock, before making that 100% decision to become a family, going to Pacific Playland to uh, relive some of their childhood memories, but then getting trapped there after, honestly, a series of completely asinine decisions, but we'll get into that too. And uh, then Columbus and Tallahassee having to kind of go and rescue them and, and them Riding off into the sunset, and in theory, that's all that we would have gotten until ten years later, and also you know the five years later the t v pilot didn't work out so uh that is a real general description of that one, honestly, like for it being kind of a road movie there's there's not a lot to it. they're just driving around and killing zombies in interesting ways and trying to be a family, and also they kill Bill Murray, so there's that so. Uh, Let's go around, and everybody, what do you think? Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland, are they horror, are they not horror?
3: Shaun of the Dead is absolutely a horror comedy, hands down. Zombieland, however, is an action-adventure film. But I love it.
1: That's pretty much where I landed, too. I definitely think Shaun of the Dead uh, is a horror comedy. And I think Zombieland is an action comedy. I, I like it a lot. Uh, it's a good movie. I, I couldn't call it horror for my side.
3: Hold up. Do we agree? Like, we agree on both counts?
5: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah.
3: What the heck? Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've agreed on other stuff before, probably. Yeah,
3: but this is like, things are just, oh, things are lining up. This is wonderful.
1: <laughs> agreed.
4: I believe that you two are great, and also that these movies are both horror comedy, in my humble opinion.
2: I also believe that they are both horror comedy. Oh
3: my god, T- Steve, you're gonna be the tiebreaker here. I
0: know, but uh, <laughs> no pressure, it's already a little bit spoiled. I, Shaun of the Dead. is horror for me. I mean, it's horror comedy, but I agree it's horror. And uh, Zombieland, I for a long time would have considered it a horror movie, but after this time through, I am gonna say not horror. I think it's a fun action adventure with zombies, but I'm gonna go with not horror.
3: Yes, dramatic music is needed.
4: Things are gonna get heated in the next several minutes it's gonna be crazy in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I figured um, before we get real deep into the discussion, that we could take a look at a couple of quotes from the various creative teams on kind of how they viewed it. Um, now, I know Joe, you kind of researched some stuff there, and too, do you have one that you wanted to share on Shaun of the Dead? I have one here too as well. If uh, if you have um, one, we can go with that.
1: I had some, I don't have, sorry, give me just a second. Go ahead with yours, though. Okay. So
0: for Zombieland, they had just a couple things kind of where they were talking about it. So one of the ones where they're kind of describing the movie, you had Wernick there saying, I think more than anything... We wanted to really look at it as a character piece as elitist as that sounds it was a story about this dysfunctional family traveling across the post-apocalyptic world and the zombies while being obstacles were not the focal point of the movie if that makes sense and then reese responds in that interview by saying it's really a movie about a dysfunctional family and you can't choose your family members and in a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic world, you can't choose who you get to hang out with. You're going to be forced to hang out with some people who may not be the people you would have chosen to hang out with in a regular society. And our movie has no human bad guy, which is rare for any movie, any action movie, or any movie like this. There's no antagonists. So our protagonists had to serve as each other's antagonists. To us, it was less about reinventing the zombie genre and more about creating a really funny, fun, emotional story. Uh, among these four people, and then also layering in all these scares, thrills, and jolts. And then kind of in another interview where they talked about it, too, Uh, they were saying, so this is Reese and Wernick going back and forth, but Reese says, the whole point of this is to write a funny, entertaining character piece, make it scary, have some action, make it a lot of different things, but we weren't really interested in reinventing the zombie genre. And then Wernick's saying, interestingly, as you say, horror comedy, I almost classify it more of a sort of an action comedy was sort of mixed into it. Would you say that, Rhett? Yeah, it doesn't feel like a horror film. It's strange. It doesn't. The interviewer says, are there scary moments? They said, yes, yes, I, I don't want to say no, but it is a scary movie. It should be a scary movie, and we want it to be a scary movie, but it's not at the end of the day. We're trying to amuse you and entertain you from the comedy standpoint a little more than the other side. And that's kind of just a quick summation of a lot of their talking about it, but that seemed to be the general tone of it is like, horror was I don't know it seemed to be from the interviews horror was kind of on their mind while they were making it but it was not at the forefront so it's not like they're saying it isn't so much as they're saying maybe that really wasn't the main focus during production
3: yeah it seemed like it more had like a like a situational comedy kind of vibe like the zombies were really just backdrop they were an obstacle but they were definitely not the point of the film
1: yeah I agree with that I it's uh... They were there, but it wasn't about the zombies. Yeah. Anyways, just agreeing.
0: Now, that all being said, now, if you're watching it, and obviously we've got two folks here that also do feel it's horror. So it's not to say that your feelings are invalid based on that quote, but it's just interesting to see how they kind of viewed it. And I think that kind of plays into, you know, how we look at the classification.
2: So I would uh, kind of agree with their statement that it doesn't feel like horror, But there was one element that kind of pushed it over the line for me. And it's one of the topics that we were going to talk about tonight. It was the gore. And I don't know if I was just particularly like squeamish on the day that I watched it. But it was very gory. I felt like it was even more gory than Shaun of the Dead. And that kind of pushed it over into horror for me. Because I'm not usually squeamish. But it was very, uh, I don't know. Just. It was a lot of blood and body parts and internal body parts.
0: (laughs) Okay. Awesome. I'm excited to kind of get into that in just a moment here. Joe, did you, did you end up finding something then or on your side?
1: Sorry. I apparently didn't have my exact quotes right up and ready, but, uh, in general, the, um, Edgar Wright's intent was to make a horror comedy and I'll, I'll keep looking for some of my direct quotes, but, uh, But yes, anyways, they did intend to make a horror movie.
0: I did have one brief quote that I found from Edgar Wright where he's just basically saying it's, he said, essentially it's a horror comedy more than a spoof because the comedy is funny and the horror is horrible. So I guess there's that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was a good one.
4: (laughs) I I would also add to like, with the intention of Shaun of the Dead, it's very much a love letter to classic zombie movies, especially George Romero. So, I feel like it almost fits into horror the intent of it because it's a love letter to these very very classic horror films.
1: yeah, absolutely. A couple things I'd come across to were like Romero like reacting to to the movie, and they like send him a print of it while he was in Florida, and he had to like have a security guard with him to watch it and there's just they just commented on the ridiculousness of that because they like (laughs) you know had uh (laughs) they had taken a lot of their inspiration from him and like they were you know the studio was worried that Romero would steal their stuff that was inspired by his stuff it was a lot of fun to read some of those things
0: I think one of the other things, too, just kind of I think it's a little bit interesting is uh, seeing in some of these interviews because you obviously, as you mentioned, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright were obviously really big fans of zombie movies and George Romero's zombie movies, particularly. But then uh, looking at all of the folks that worked on Zombie Zombieland, it didn't really seem like most of them like Ro- Ruben Fleischer wasn't really a fan of the zombie genre. And then of the two, you have uh, uh, Paul Wernick wasn't really a zombie fan either, but Rhett Reese kind of was. So you have like these three men working on this movie and only one of them is really a zombie fan. So in some ways, it's kind of interesting looking at the two films because you're like, okay, Shaun of the Dead is what you get when you have two diehard zombie fans making a zombie movie. And then Zombieland is what you get when, you know, two thirds of the creative force behind the movie are not really zombie fans in a way. At least that's kind of how I saw it. I don't know if that's what everyone else kind of felt about it, but that's sort of what I looked at it as. But uh, I guess before we dig in to each of kind of the categories we wanted to talk about, uh, for everybody, kind of what makes something horror comedy to you? Like what, How would you describe it? What are some of the essential elements in your mind?
1: I think for me, uh, horror comedy you know, has to have a lot of the traditional things that horror has. We're kind of gonna get a, get into a lot of these, I guess. But like, I do feel like one of the reasons I ended up voting that Shaun of the Dead is horror and Zombieland is not is there wasn't ever a moment in Zombieland that I was actually worried about any of our main characters. There wasn't a lot of stakes there, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that in one of our later bullet points. But yeah, for me, like in Shaun of the Dead, it's like yeah people can and do die in your main character cast but it also has to be able to kind of pull you out of it with some humor um, but then seamlessly pull you back into the dark and dirtiness of the horror elements of the movie
5: yeah
3: i agree i think that Horror comedy has the comedy element in addition to the horror, and the horror has to be the baseline. And comedy is just kind of there to be a palate cleanser every once in a while. I think that's probably the big thing for me.
4: See, I was actually going to say the opposite, sort of, where I feel that a horror comedy is, the focus is more on making me laugh than it is scaring me, but there's still horror and scary elements to the movie. So kind of go in the opposite direction.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with that too. I think in a horror comedy, usually the comedy comes before the horror, and the horror is just kind of glue that holds this, the plot together. So, for example, I think you know Shaun of the Dead is a horror comedy because the it is a it is could be a very different story if the script is different if the if the tone that the characters take is different i mean there's people dying actively all around them and there are some emotional moments but for the most part everyone's kind of lighthearted about it whereas if they had taken comedy out it would have been a an emotional movie but they put comedy before the horror i think i don't know am i making sense so you know i think comedy is the main genre in horror comedy like even, well, it's hard to say because I also think Scream is a horror comedy, but I think horror is in the forefront in Scream. So I don't know. I guess it depends on the movie.
0: spent a lot of time trying to think about this, and I guess the way I would sort of describe it in a way, right, is if uh, you've used a pressure cooker, I guess in this day and age more of an Insta Pot situation, but, you know, you've got horror is this balance of increasing pressure and then relieving pressure, you know, in attention from a tension way. It's, you know, building up tension and then finding a release for tension. And in a horror movie that's a straight horror movie, you have that, but it's usually the tension releases in smaller moments. And then I feel like for a horror comedy, it's just you're, you're turning up that tension release a lot higher so rather than okay we build up you know tension to a 10 now we're going to relieve it down to a 9 and then go back to a 10 and horror comedy it's more like let's take it up to maybe a 7 and then knock it back down to a 1 and we'll just keep doing that pattern so i don't know it's it's always hard to think of like what's what's the one thing right but I don't know. I think that's what it comes down to, for me at least, looking at it, is It's that tension side. Like, how far up do you take the tension, and then how far back down do you take the tension? And that's kind of, to me, I guess, what makes it a horror comedy, is that balance is a lot more oscillating than it is on a normal
1: horror movie. Has a wider swing? Yeah.
2: I think it has a lot to do with the way the characters respond to what's happening around them. Because... I think that's what makes it comedic, right? Because if Sean and all his friends were freaking out the entire time, like they should have been, it wouldn't have been funny at all. And that's true for pretty much every horror com- comedy Like hero. They're always just not taking it as seriously as they should.
0: Yeah, I think that's valid too, is their reaction sort of informs the audience's reaction.
1: That being <coughs> said, I think it seems like the characters in Shaun of the Dead do take the situation more serious than the characters in Zombieland.
4: Yeah, I think that that quote said a lot about Zombieland in particular because Tallahassee's not really worried about the zombies and neither is Columbus at this point because he's got his rules and every situation that Columbus is in, it doesn't really actually feel like he's that in, in that much danger. Their biggest danger throughout the movie is more you know, running into the the girls than anything else. So it is, the story there is kind of more focused on the people, but that said, I don't think that's the only thing that counts it towards being horror comedy or not.
0: Okay, well, let's dig into some of the different aspects of these films then. Um, Let's take a look at the gore for both of these films, the gore levels and how those are used. So how do you feel about the way the gore was used in each of these films?
4: I guess I'll start. So with Shaun of the Dead, I think that the gore is used a little bit more sparingly. But when it does happen, it's pretty visceral. Whereas I think in Zombieland, it's actually, I've seen a lot of zombie movies, and it's actually one of the more gory zombie movies, in my opinion, as far as like, gross out kind of kills and and things like that. It definitely has a lot of gore in it.
1: Yeah, I think Zombieland does have a lot of gore in it as well. If it's horror, I think that's one of the stronger arguments for it. You know, me me and Steve talked a little bit about this beforehand, but one of the things that's interesting about about Zombieland is there's a lot of, of the really bad horror happens in like the kind of opening credits and when they're just doing the like montage of like here's the zombie apocalypse and you know people are getting torn apart and definitely there's gore that happens later in it but there's also a lot of random kind of cutaways from the gore like when Tallahassee is taking out the zombies in the in the grocery store like he hits the one in in the head with the bat but it doesn't They don't actually show that, and he kills the one with the like gardening shears, but it doesn't actually show that either. I think the one of the things that uh, about Shaun of the Dead is like some of the really bad gore happens to some of your main characters. You know, like uh, David gets totally ripped apart, and Ed gets pretty gruesomely bitten a couple times. Uh, So I don't know. I think that plays into it a little more on that. And
0: then Mitch, you had some comments you wanted to, you'd mentioned earlier about the gore side of things.
2: Yeah, basically what I said earlier was just that I feel like the gore in Land is what made it horror for me. It was very gory. Someone who's squeamish, as I apparently was on the day that I watched it, probably would not enjoy that. And I also don't feel like it added that much to the movie to see, you know, sp- Just, you know, intestines and stuff being tossed everywhere. I think Shaun of the Dead did it a lot uh, more tastefully. Some people are into that, though. So, you know, that's just my opinion.
0: I think that's one of the things, too, growing up on uh, George Romero zombie movies. Those movies tend to have kind of, you know, the feast sequence of them in the original trilogy where yeah maybe not so much is happening earlier on in the film as far as gore goes but then at the end people are being absolutely ripped to shreds and i feel like Shaun of the dead kind of follows that same blueprint right of uh you know everything there's it's lighter on the front part of it but then the back end is plenty gory when things really go badly at the end and then the thing i think is kind of weird about um Zont I'm sorry, Joe, if you already mentioned this side of it anyway, but a lot of the really gory bits all happen in the intro, which I thought is kind of interesting it's like the the part that doesn't involve our main characters, just the intro area he's explaining how things are, the opening credits scrawl a lot of the gore is there, but then, as you were saying earlier, like once the movie gets going, there's not as much of it
1: yeah, so like the the stuff that's there is a lot of like really terrible. Gore in Zombieland, but it's not happening to anybody we care about, really.
2: Maybe that's why I had such, such an intense reaction to it because it happened right away. It was just like bam, bam, bam. Here's an organ.
1: Right, yeah. Here are people being like totally ripped apart and just v- very visceral.
0: Yeah, it sort of sets a tone for you immediately and then kind of drops that shtick. Almost immediately, I guess that's how I felt about it anyway, looking at it, in terms of the, you know, the horror balance there.
2: Yeah, because even at the end, when the girls were stuck on the ride, and they were, you know, shooting the zombies off and kicking the zombies down, and the, you know, intense boss battle with the clown, none of those deaths were particularly gross, so... Yeah, the, the peak horror, or the peak gore is at the, be- the beginning of the movie. And the peak horror.
4: The peak horror and the peak gore. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I was kind of thinking, and I know I sound like I'm talking myself out of my own, like, judgment, but um, it feels like the gore in Zombieland is almost used in a comedic way. Like, all the big gory scenes is kind of, like, in the middle of a joke, like, to kind of to get a laugh out of you, like, Gross yeah. out laugh in a way. I don't know how to explain that.
0: I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think so.
4: Zombie kill of the week, kind of things like that, you know? Right.
3: First of all, I love the opening credits for Zombieland. I am a big fan of Splatter. I appreciate Splatter and mwah, perfect. But I feel like it the gore in uh Zombieland was It was it was almost inserted to remind you, like, hey, there's this weird situational comedy going on in the real world of this universe. And also, it was to relieve that, like, the feelers tension that you get with that movie, the whole family dynamic and self-discovery. And we're working on our soft skills as human beings. And it it just kind of helps to alleviate the tension with those things. That's why it wasn't horror for me, I think, because I wasn't really afraid about it. Anyway, that tangent, I think the gore is just used separately in both films. In Shaun of the Dead, I was a little horrified, you know? Uh, like Mitt said, it was a little bit more... Did you call it tasteful? I'm going to call it classic. It was a, You did. Um, but I'm going to call it a little bit more classic. So I guess that's along the same lines. I just... I love both movies. That's, that's why I'm having trouble with this.
0: Which do you guys feel was the gore of the two films? I know some of you kind of said, but out of
2: curiosity... Zombieland.
5: (laughs) That's That's tough for me because I,
1: yeah, I think Zombieland has some, has more kind of, uh, you know, as Brianna said, like splatter moments and a little, it shows a little bit more, but I guess it it hits a little harder for me in Shaun of the Dead because it's people that you are to, you know and care about.
3: Yeah, I was genuinely afraid for the cast of folks in Shaun of the Dead, whereas in Zombieland I was like, eh, Woody Harrelson's going to say some really funny shit, and then they're going to kill that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
4: I think somebody said this, maybe Mitz, but most of the gore in Zombieland is happening to zombies, and most of the gore in Shaun of the Dead is happening to people. So, um, and you get the classic Romero- zombies digging into somebody's stomach and ripping out their intestines scene so that to me is the most gory moment between both of the films but overall Zombieland has more gore in general more gross zombie kills.
0: I think for me I count Shaun of the Dead as the the gorier film for all the reasons you said, you know, it's happening to someone. And so it's something you feel a bit more. And I, there's that, like I said, that weird relationship with Zombieland and the opening credits explanation part where I just, like I said, a lot of the gore happens there. There's still gore in the rest of the film, but it's, I don't know, surprisingly bloodless after that for a little while anyway. And so I find that kind of, I don't know, just that part of it's interesting. I'm not saying it doesn't have gory moments, just it's weird that it's all kind of compartmentalized into almost one spot in the film and then it's over
3: i think that sean of the dead might take it for um pete's eyeball pop at the end alone that was really good
1: yeah that's true
0: i said leave him alone (laughs) all right well let's take a look how the zombies are presented in kind of each of these films So how do you feel the makeup on the zombies contributes to or takes away from horror in each film? How do you feel like they contribute to
2: that?
3: I think Shaun of the Dead definitely leaned more into the more classic zombie, a a bit shambling, um, still vicious, but definitely not as quick as the ones that we saw in Zombieland. Hence rule number one, cardio.
1: (laughs) Right. I think you can definitely see the Romero inspiration there because they, you know, they were making Romero zombies, it felt like. And I think both movies did a great job of doing the makeup, doing the effects and all that for all the zombies. They both look really good. Uh, And Zombieland has a, a few years, five or so years ahead of the game on like digital stuff. But I think Shaun of the Dead, maybe, well, I know they did digital stuff as well, but I... I feel like they maybe had a little bit better practical effects. Maybe that's not fair. Maybe I'll redact that because I think they both do a good job. But that's my take, I guess.
4: I think Shaun of the Dead is definitely going more for the Romero zombie where you're supposed to feel like these were just regular people yesterday uh, versus Zombieland is making you feel more like these are monsters. Notably in the grocery store scene, like why are they all so fat? Like, <laughs> like I think that's even the line that he says. <laughs> yeah, <right>? like <laughs> they these really are let supposed themselves to, go. <laughs> yeah, like these are supposed to; these are not things that you are supposed to relate to in Zombie Land. Whereas the ones in Shaun of the Dead are still supposed to be. You're supposed still supposed to feel that these were just humans.
0: Okay. I, the only the quick note I had, at least for Zombie Land for the zombies, is they felt more like you. They're the zombies you would make when you're making a video game. You want disposable enemies. You don't want to have to think about them. You want them to be fun to kill. And that's basically the intent designed around them. There's they're something fun to kill and not something you're supposed to be thinking about. Like you've already said, they're, you're not thinking about what their interior lives are. You know, if there's anything going on in there, what their life was like before, who they were before. They're just, they're video game enemies.
1: Left 4 Dead zombies. Exactly.
2: I think both movies captured the essence of the zombie pretty well. I, I think the Zombieland zombies were scarier looking. But I honestly prefer the Romero style that was in Shaun of the Dead because I think it's there's just something eerie about the it's almost right, but it's not quite right. Just like how Shaun and Ed were looking in the backyard and saying, why is there a girl in the yard and not quite getting the the full picture? I think that's a little bit. I don't know. It's it's more classic. Yeah, we'll go back to that word. It's classic.
0: Yeah, and I think there's something to that, what you're saying, right? Like, I think we all really respond to when something feels slightly off. You feel it in your bones maybe before you even actively realize that you're feeling it. And I think that we do that all the time anyway. So I think in terms of whether they're horror or not i think that you feel that a little bit more with sean because zombie land it's loud and it's obvious and it's there and it's running at you well i guess we'll get into the speed part in just a sec but uh, with sean of the dead it's more subtle and maybe you feel it a little bit more before you're even actively thinking about you've noticed it
1: well that's a whole thing in sean of the dead right is like it takes them a while to even notice that the zombie apocalypse as has happened. Like they're mm-hmm. walking around, you know, he goes to the store, like he sees people on the street, but doesn't pay close enough attention to them to realize there even there's even something wrong with them right away. Which is I think a really interesting and artistic way of doing the whole thing.
0: Okay, so let's dig into the ever-great debate for zombies, fast versus slow. So how does that contribute to whether it feels scary to you or not? Is, is fast scarier? Is slow scarier? How, where do you guys weigh in on that?
3: Well, in a real-life situation, I hope that we get slow zombies because I fucking hate running. Yeah. Let's just put that out there first and foremost. I don't do cardio. <laughs> but I do think, for me... And this is weird because I don't think it's a horror movie, but I do think that the zombies in Zombieland were a little bit more intimidating. Maybe because they had their humanity removed, they really were just like they were they were the monster. They were the force that you're fighting. I'm not sure. I might have to think about that.
5: Yeah,
1: I do think that fast zombies can be scarier for sure. I think I have a hard time calling them zombies. I I feel better about if they're like infected I actually have a quote from Simon Pegg on that he says I know it's absurd to debate the rules of of a reality that does not exist but this genuinely irks me you cannot kill a vampire with an MDF stake werewolves can't fly zombies do not run it's a misconception a bastardization that diminishes a classic movie monster the best phantasmagoria uses reality to render, render the inconceivable conceivable. The speedy zombie seems implausible to me, even within the fantastic realm it inhabits. A biological agent, I'll buy. Some sort of super virus? Sure, why not? But death? Death is a disability, not a superpower. It's hard to run with a cold, let alone with the most debilitating malady of them all. So that, I i don't know, that was an interesting quote I thought from him, and I tend to agree with it.
3: I love that he's a zombie purist. That's endearing to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can tell just
4: by the way he makes his movies that he's a zombie purist. Absolutely. <laughs> I see your Land of the Dead reference there, buddy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was just going to add that I think it's interesting that the zombies in Zombieland are fast zombies, but they're not rage fast. Like, they're not going to run you down and catch up to you in the street and swarm you fast.
3: They're not World War Z.
4: Yeah, they're more of a jogger zombie.
3: They're power walkers.
4: (laughs) So, obviously, I am a huge zombie nerd, and, like, reading into, like, if you read, like, the zombie survival guide of World War Z, that typically the way that zombies that are presented as actually being the undead, uh, like Joe said, that death is a a disability. So the longer that you're into this apocalypse, the more wrecked these zombies are going to be and moving slower. So yeah, I'm more of a zombie purist on that if you're talking about actually a corpse rising from the dead to eat human flesh, it doesn't make sense that it'd be running.
0: I had kind of a quote here too on the opposite side of it from Rhett Reese, one of the writers on Zombieland, Um, and he was commenting on this concept too, and so he put, I thought to me the thing I didn't like about zombie movies was that they didn't scare me because of the slow motion. Like, I always thought they were cool, but I never really felt like that huge urgency and threat So for me, when they reinvented with 28 Days Later, that was where I felt it got re-enlivened. And then they did it again with Dawn of the Dead. He's talking about the remake in this case. And so back to back, you've got these two really, really cool movies with fast zombies. And I just think to me, anyway, the visceral threat of something coming after you in a hurry is a little more engaging than the slow motion masses slowly moving in on you. So that's kind of where he weighed in. So it's just interesting to have quotes from both creative forces, writers on both movies, having just diametrically opposed views on it.
4: It's kind of like Michael Myers versus Ghostface, right? So Michael Myers is still scary, even though he's just walking around. Uh, the part that's scary is that he's relentless.
0: Right. Yes. Go, go ahead. I have more I want to say about that.
4: Right. So that's that's how I feel about Now, both can be scary. Fast zombies can be scary and slow zombies can be scary. But that's all that I was going to say, really, is that the slow zombie is, you know, relentless, has no feeling, is just a machine uh, driven by instinct. So I think that that's still very frightening because however far you run, however quickly you go, there's always going to be a threat right behind you that never stops and just keeps going.
0: Right, and that's, it is exactly what it represents, right? They are dead, but they represent death, the inevitability of death. You can't outrun it, we're all mortal. It doesn't matter how fast you go, what you do, what's happening, it's always there behind you walking towards you, and eventually it's going to catch up with you no matter what you do. And I think in slow zombie movies, and this is not to say I don't like fast zombie movies. I do. 28 Days Later is amazing. But I think just in terms of zombies themselves, I just like that slow, shambling, always coming for you thing just that idea that, uh, it's, it's inescapable. Ultimately you can only prolong the inevitable. And I think that you have more of that tone and you get to feel more of that tone when they're moving slow, when the movie is dealing with that, that yeah, you can be safe for a while and that's it. Whereas if they're jogging after you, yes, that's scary, but it doesn't give you time to think about why that's scary. It doesn't give you time to think about how you feel about that concept.
1: It's an, an adrenaline rush instead of a like creeping dread or, you know, existential dread, I guess.
3: So I guess that brings up my question of, so what makes it horror? Is it the, is it the jump scare or is it the psychology behind the premise? What's scarier and what's worse? Because if we're deciding what makes a thing horror, I need my rules. I think at least for me...
0: In terms of the zombie speed side of it, contributing towards it, I think a movie that's willing to give you more time to think about its impending terror, something that can build tension, something that's willing to take time to build tension, I think has a stronger claim to horror than something that's running at you kind of video game style. So when I look at the two, it's like I really do like Zombieland a lot. And I really do like Shaun of the Dead a lot. I think they're both, you know, really fun, enjoyable films. But I think that Zombieland isn't really asking you to dwell on the horror of the events. It wants to gross you out. It wants to surprise you. But it really doesn't want you to spend time thinking about what's going on and Shaun of the Dead, it is comedic, but it gets darker as the movie goes on, and putting them in that siege-like location, you know, they're stuck in a location, it's all creeping in, it's all caving in, and you, you feel that, you're there with them, and so maybe the majority of the movie isn't tense, but the tension all builds during that final sequence there, and I think that that has to do a lot with the way that they chose to portray the speed of the zombies in this case, so I guess that's what I'm saying as far as a rule in this arena is that Shaun of the Dead chose to build tension and Zombieland really didn't make that decision, Um, which I guess feeds into what we'd be talking about next as tone anyway, but, and as well as the stakes of the film. But anyway, that's kind of the way I look at it.
1: Yeah. I, along those lines too, I guess for me, like a movie that has fast zombies, or even I think there's an argu- argument for Scream, not totally because I do think that that's horror, but a lot of the a lot of the things that are just about like jumping your heart rate up, I tend to want to classify more as thrillers rather than horror. A horror movie for me, I guess, lets me kind of sit in some dark thoughts or think about you know, the inevitability of death or, you know, something along those lines. It's a little more psychological for me than rather just a reactionary, I guess.
0: I guess where do you guys come at with this film as far as the tone goes? Do you do you feel like one movie is darker in tone than the other?
1: I definitely think Shaun of the Dead is darker.
4: Yeah, I'd agree. Shaun of the Dead is the darker film even if not, even if you take out all the zombie stuff like having uh his dad his stepdad Philip confess about how he just loved wanted to love him and and take care of him and he was just trying to be a good person for him as he's dying there is like you don't get anything close to that in Zombieland. <laughs>
1: right.
2: Honestly, I think the darkest thing that happened in Zombieland was they killed Bill Murray. That was pretty dark. <laughs>
1: That and uh, when you find out that, you know, when Tallahassee's talking about his dog, it's actually his son.
2: Oh, yes. I almost forgot Yeah,
1: that that actually is pretty dark. Yeah, I forgot about that.
2: That was really sad.
3: That was pretty dark.
1: That moment is kind of undercut with him, like, then, like, wiping his eyes off with, like, $100
2: bills. (laughs) Just for that moment, I kind of wish they would have not had any comedy in that moment. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it would have made it matter a little more.
2: There's just a lot of whiplash in that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, that, it's the thing, right? It's taking the tension up to seven and dropping it down to one.
4: Even with Bill Murray, like he's dead, but you like they wrapped him up in a carpet and chucked him off the balcony. So
3: <laughs> and the gun salute. Don't forget the gun salute.
1: Yeah, of course. Right. With
3: hand sanitizer. Did anybody want some Purell?
1: Having to pause because he's just carrying a double barrel.
3: I actually felt like Zombieland was the darker of the two films, though it was not horror. Because the world has already ended. It's already gone to shit. And in Shaun of the Dead, they're like, oh, remember that one time zombies took over? Ha ha ha. Let's go play some Sega. I don't know. I just think Zombieland was way
2: darker. That's a good point.
0: Okay, I gotta ask about that because I know your point about horror can't have happy endings shawn of the oh, dead God, had a pretty happy it. ending and then Zombieland <laughs>
3: this is kind
0: of had a happy ending which is a happier ending
3: oh man oh i was just gonna say well there's a sequel to Zombieland, land right double tap i have not watched it yet i know it's it's old and i'm out of the loop but whatever i feel like shawn of the dead was happier in the end and and that is a lot okay i need to clarify this the only horror that is allowed to have a truly happy ending is horror comedy for me. It's never going to sit right in any other offshoot of horror for me personally, but that's just because I'm a bitter old woman and that's who I am.
0: <laughs> so, so this one works because it's comedy at least.
3: Yes, absolutely. I, I feel like true horror can always have a happy ending if it is a horror comedy only. We can argue Lost Boys later.
2: But what makes an ending happy? Because in most horror movies, the the issue is resolved, unless it's setting it up for a sequel. Um, the bad guy is defeated and everyone is relieved. But there's usually a lot of loss along the way. But in these two movies, there is also a lot of loss along the way. Shaun of the Dead, they lose half the cast. And in Zombieland, we're to assume that Most of the main characters' families are also dead. So I don't know what makes a happy ending happy.
3: I think maybe if the love interest of the main character survives the film and they stay together or fall back in love, it still counts as a happy ending.
2: Fair enough.
0: (laughs) I think that's the thing with Shaun of the Dead, right? Like it's, well, it's true in both cases, just in different fashions that at the end of the movie the main character is better off than they were right sean has kind of worked out some of his issues he's got the girl they're living together they've moved on uh there's some subtle hints that you know he's picked up his dj career again he's managed to find a balance between, you know, his relationship and his friend. And then Zombieland, you've got the happy ending too, because they finally solidified themselves as a family, that uh, they're they're going to survive this world together, whatever's going on, they've at least got each other. So, I mean, they both have these, these kind of upbeat endings. Obviously, there's more of a cost to get there with Sean, but a little less than you expect. So, I don't know. But I... I'm not in the camp that horror can't have a happy ending. I still feel like that's a possibility. Oh I'm
3: gonna disown you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I've watched 700 horror movies, so I I'm know. I know. From experience.
3: Fine. <laughs>
4: Whatever. I watched
0: 700 horror movies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, feel free to, what is, I think one of the quotes from you, Matt, in one of the other episodes is that this is, uh, you know, backed by no credentials and is meaningless, but here's my opinion. So yeah, 700 (laughs) horror movies later, and that's still the case. I have no credentials and it's backed by nothing, but take it as my opinion. (laughs) All right. Well, I wanted to talk to you about what you felt like the stakes were in each of these movies, because I think that definitely plays into the tone of both of these films, whether or not they play as horror. uh, Do you feel like your main characters were in danger? Uh, What moment maybe brought that home for you in both cases? Or did that moment never come?
3: In Zombieland, uh, I don't think I was ever truly afraid for the characters. I think that I was more afraid of the amusement park ride that they were on at the end because I hate heights more than I was scared of the zombies scaling said amusement ride. So that was... That was what told me it wasn't horror. It was more like damsel in distress gets saved by a nerdy dude who overclumb- overcomes his fear of clowns.
1: I think for me, the that was definitely a thing for the vote I ended up with for Zombieland is I didn't ever feel like there were high stakes. There was only one moment that I felt like they wanted you to have feel like that there were stakes when Tallahassee jumps into the, into the little booth and closes all the doors and they play the dramatic music and they're like, oh, he's probably going to die. But, like, I remember when I watched this movie for the first time and seeing seeing that and just, like, having – like a moment where i was just like okay they want me to feel like he's in danger but i don't actually feel like he's in danger he just spent the last five minutes running around like jumping on rides and headshotting zombies with automatic pistols like i don't know just didn't ever feel like there was actually any danger where with Shaun of the dead i mean i don't know if i ever thought that sean was gonna get killed but you know everybody else was mostly fair game i thought especially when like I thought the first time I thought I saw it, I thought that Ed was probably mostly safe, especially coming from just like watching spaced and having them be buddy buddy through spaced. And, you know, I don't know, in my head, I was just like, oh, these two are going to make it through. But then when he gets bit a couple times, I'm just like, OK, well, yeah, nobody's really safe. And there are high stakes to this, even though, you know, I guess technically Ed is still around by the end of the movie but he's a zombie and i don't know anyways stakes were a lot higher in Shaun of the Dead for me
2: so i don't know if this is an offensive statement but i kind of wish that Tallahassee would have died in that moment in that yes. scene where he's 100% <gasps> right
1: what it would have, have possibly made it a horror movie
3: yeah that would have made it horror
2: yeah i think it would have been such a great way to go out other than that moment i agree that there wasn't very many stakes in zombie land i didn't feel that there were any and i echoed the sentiment that there definitely was some in shaun of the dead because the movie sets you up already from the beginning of the movie it's a it's a comedy you're giggling at all the one liners and the antics of these characters so when the first character dies you're like oh this is they're actually dead like this is serious um and it starts to i think the tension starts to build when when you see that relationship between uh Sean and Liz Liz is her name right Yes yes when you when you kind of see that you want them to be together and they didn't get they didn't get their happy ending yet so i think that also adds to the tension when they're in the bar scene and you know that they've already killed off several different main characters so who's going to be next and is it going to ruin sean's chance at his second chance
0: i think the thing that i was thinking about with zombie land is and it took me a sec to kind of remember exactly how i felt in that moment when tallahassee was you know quote unquote in danger and I grew up watching George Romero zombie movies. So Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. And, uh, you know, you might have a couple characters die along the way, but mostly it was like the end bloodbath. They'd done everything they could. They fought as much as they could, but ultimately their efforts were for nothing. The zombies get in, they kill a bunch of people. And so that's kind of the pattern that I had learned. That's what happens with zombie movies. And so... Shaun of the Dead hit that button for me because it did exactly that same thing. Obviously, they're inspired by the same movies I was watching, so that makes sense. When I was watching Zombieland, I thought that we would get there, too. Like, this is fun. These are fun characters. I'm enjoying them, and it's kind of, you know, it's an entertaining ride. But I thought, okay, it's going to get dark. It'll happen at the end of the movie. So when Tallahassee was there, I'm not sure. It's been a while. And I know I said to Joe earlier, I thought that Tallahassee was in danger, but I think a more accurate statement is that I wanted him to be in danger. Just like Mitt said, I thought, okay, if this is a real zombie movie, he's going to die now. And that's going to be, that's going to be our cost. We can make it through this. We can survive, but we lost our excellent zombie killer. And that's the sacrifice that we had to make to get there. And that'll be the thing that cements it. This is a horror movie. This is a zombie movie in the classical sense and uh i think i was a bit angry at the movie for not killing him for a little while and it took a little bit to get over that
4: yeah i agree you're never uh you're never afraid for anybody in zombie land really and the only moment that you would possibly be afraid for somebody is tallahassee in that moment and he comes out of it squeaky clean so yeah the stakes are basically non-existent i think really in that movie compared with Shaun of the dead where Shaun, you know loses his mom and he kind of reconciles things with his father before he dies and loses his friend loses both of his best friends really because you don't really get much about his other best friend that they were living with but he lost both of his best friends there so it's definitely much much higher stakes
0: So, the next thing I kind of wanted to address just a little bit because I think it affects the tone and whether it ends up feeling like horror or not is realism within both of these worlds. Um, Now, for both movies, I have kind of quotes from each of the directors. I'm not going to go through and read them at this point, but basically just them talking about the realism there. And I think, you know, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg saying, yeah, we're trying to make something that feels a bit more realistic. And, uh, you know, the. The characters are a bit jokey, but it's just because they're, you know, inept to this situation. And then the same thing, them talking about uh, Reese and Wernick, you know, and making Zombieland, how they wanted to go for something more realistic and even bringing up the point that they wanted, because this came out several years after Shaun of the Dead, that they wanted to make something that felt more realistic than Shaun of the Dead. So I guess I wanted to see, do you feel like there's an element of realism in both films? Do you feel like one hits that note better and how did that play into the tone of the film for each of you
3: i think that each film has a pretty definitive cultural voice we have british horror versus north american horror you know united states horror (laughs) so in britain you know you go about your business you're quite lovely you mind you mind your you know p's and q's and you know sometimes the zombie apocalypse apocalypse happens and that's just life sometimes we, we we keep a stiff upper lip and we move on In America, we blow shit up. So that was the biggest difference that I saw between the two. And, you know, as an American, I'm going to say that I do think Zombieland did a pretty good job of painting that post-apocalyptic landscape and how a lot of folks in in this country would absolutely handle it. You know, it was a little bit cavalier, but yeah, that that was the biggest difference for me.
2: You can also tell the the difference in the British versus American humor in the movies, too, which I think is pretty cute
1: agreed i think um overall i i think i feel that Shaun of the dead is a little more realistic i i agree with um with the difference in culture and that all that stuff the one of the things that i think about um though as far as realism is like you get tallahassee jumping onto a swinging amusement ride shooting an automatic weapon and like headshotting all these zombies
3: that looked like so much fun oh my god
1: <laughs> yeah right it does look like a lot of fun but realistic i'm not so sure <laughs> but then meanwhile in shawn of the dead you get him with like a rifle at fairly close range but like still struggling to actually land any good shots um which i don't know Maybe that's still realistic in both sides of it because you do have like Tallahassee who's more used to using guns and that kind of thing. And maybe he is just that good. But I I don't know. I, I think if most of us are being honest with ourselves, we'd probably be in a situation where we'd have a pretty hard time actually landing good shots and that kind of thing.
3: I think that the difference there, um, and I agree with you, but I think the diff, the difference there is the premise. And in Zombieland, the zombie apocalypse has already happened. We've been dealing with it. Part of the shtick of it being funny is, oh, haha, you know, now it's time to double tap this one. Um, whereas in Shaun of the Dead, they're oblivious. They are literally, you know, discovering what's happening as the audience finds out. Um, and I think it's a level of awareness and experience that, makes the zombie land accuracy violence etc a little bit more believable for me as well but you're right they're both kind of realistic in their own you know britain versus u.s kind of way
5: yeah
1: i think that's a good point too and like i think another thing just along the cultural lines is like they see a rifle hanging above the bar and they're like oh no there aren't guns around
3: right like that's just a prop (laughs)
1: Right. That's definitely going to be deactivated. Like, you know, there's no way it's even real. Meanwhile, in Zombieland, they come across a truck full of guns and they're just like, yep, uh, you know, I love rednecks because they have trucks full <laughs> of guns.
3: <laughs> it's a matter of resources between the two countries, let's be real.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I think it's pretty realistic in Zombieland where they drop a piano on a zombie.
3: Yeah, I was going to
0: bring that up because there's those moments in Zombieland that just feel downright cartoonish. It takes me out of ever feeling like it's horror in some of those moments.
3: I would totally be that old lady, though. If I had too much time on my hands, I would absolutely rig an overzealous trap like that. (laughs) It probably wouldn't work, but I'd do it.
1: You know, if I had all the time on my hands, too, it would be fun to at least try. I mean, what else are you going to do?
3: I would totally home alone an entire movie. It'd be wonderful. (laughs)
4: that'd be great what else are you gonna do
0: got nothing but time all right well how do you feel about the balance of humor and horror in both of these films do you feel like uh, in either film does the comedic elements ever overwhelm the tone does the horror ever overwhelm the tone do you think they have a good balance
4: I think that Shaun of the Dead is basically a horror film with comedic elements, where I think Zombieland is a comedy film with horror elements, but I also think that both of them can fit in the same space. I think that tipping that balance one way or the other doesn't necessarily boot one out of the horror comedy category or boot one directly into the horror category or just comedy. I think that they can both coexist in the category together being on different ends of the spectrum
3: your horror takes are woke af sir that's pretty cool
1: thanks <laughs> i would agree with all that stuff i think they both they both strike a balance and their balance is at different points like i think Shaun of the dead does lean more towards horror and it has i think has a good balance of comedy and horror Zombieland does that as well as just a little more on the comedy side like you said so yeah i think that's true
0: yeah i would agree with all of that
2: i also agree
5: yeah (sighs) i guess i'll agree
0: (laughs) (laughs) peer pressure group hug
4: damn i got the the total agreement jeez
3: that was very Uh well put yeah it was yeah
2: matt for president
3: matt for president I'd vote for Mark. Just cancel my student loans, okay?
4: You got it. Priority numero uno. We'll lay the mat out.
3: <laughs> lay the mat out. You got your slogan already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the
0: the only thing that I also wanted to just kind of mention too is because I think it's interesting to kind of look at this as far as how they're received and how they get categorized by various streaming services and social media. So I'm just kind of I guess. Adding what I would say is the meta tags for both of these films across various platforms, um, you have, uh, as far as the categories go, the platforms that labeled Shaun of the Dead horror, you have IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes and YouTube listed as horror. Although YouTube is a little bit interesting because when you search for it and it's just on your search list, comedy is the tag that shows up. Once you click on it, it does say comedy and horror but uh, otherwise you have most things labeling it as comedy or zombie, and in some cases international. For Zombieland, it seems like more things tend to label that horror rather than Shaun of the Dead. So for instance, you've got IMDB, Amazon, Rotten Tomatoes, Google Play, HBO Max, and then YouTube is listing it as both horror and comedy. But again, when you search it in the list, the predominant tag for that one is horror as opposed to Shaun of the Duds' comedy. So I kind of thought that was interesting Mm. to see how it ends up showing
4: up.
2: That is interesting. I would have thought the other way around.
0: I would have too.
4: Yeah, it's counterintuitive to my thoughts also.
0: Um, Does anybody have any other thoughts on either of these two films? Anybody change their mind?
4: So I just wanted to say that this is kind of maybe off tangent, but I thought, I think it should be mentioned because I really love Shaun of the Dead. And I think that if you are a fan of zombie movies, that this is right up there with, you know, Romero, like Dawn of the Dead, 1978. This is a must-see zombie movie. All the little references. It's just really, really a treat to watch. It has like a lot of the music, even from Dawn of the Dead. It has like, uh, moments that kind of echo Dawn of the Dead or, or Night of the Living Dead, too. Like the explanation when he's walking, how they hear he's walking to the shop to get his what is it called? A Cornetto? Yeah, Cornetto. He's walking to the shop to get that, and they hear over the radio about like the satellite from Venus kind of a thing. It's a reference to Night of the Living Dead. And yeah. then we're coming to get you, Barbara. It's like so, it's just so good, <laughs> all of it. So that's all that's all i wanted to say
0: 100 <laughs> percent. yeah as much as i really like zombie land and i do really enjoy it i mean i'm kind of a steelbook fanatic these days and i have you know the steelbook blu-ray of both of these films sitting on the shelf next to each other but uh Shaun of the dead to me is just the better of the two films the better constructed of the two films as much as i like zombie
3: land i will agree
1: I mean, Shaun of the Dead is almost poetry in motion on on some of it because it's like, it just has like, you know, all those moments where they uh, almost verbatim like come back around, but it's just in a different setting. You know, when he walks to the shop the first time and then does it again the second time, but with zombies around and all the same stuff is happening. It's, I don't know, it's just, it's very good so much foreshadowing
0: so much showing how all of us are kind of zombies in our own way going through our motions and not really considering our lives, thinking about it and just trying to bring that home and comment on it. It's classic Romero style of we're making a zombie film, but we're also commenting on life.
1: Yeah, for sure.
4: And just an additional note, we've talked about the TV show Spaced throughout the podcast. If you have not watched Spaced, and you really like Shaun of the Dead, you should definitely watch Spaced because there's reference after reference to Spaced throughout the movie, also. And it's just a hilarious show, too.
1: Yeah, I love that show as well. And the other thing I, I should have probably mentioned when I was doing the synopsis and talking about Edgar Wright and such this, uh, you know, is the first in the Cornetto trilogy, uh, with the other two being Hot Fuzz and World's End. And I love both of those two movies, too. They are along the same quality level as Shaun of the Dead in my book.
0: And it's also worth mentioning that when we first came up with this podcast, the first episode we recorded was actually one talking about Hot Fuzz, but that recording got completely hosed, and so we didn't end up ever having anything workable to release. Someday we'll come back to it because that was a fun one to record. I know we've mentioned the the
3: lost recording before. Do we know when we tried to record that? We should literally do it, like, a year anniversary. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: you know, I am thinking of just that thing.
5: Are you serious? Ah,
0: oh,
3: Brilliant. I've been considering it, yeah.
5: Consider it more. Yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> uh, the other thing
0: I think is kind of fun to mention, too, along with this is, uh, so I did mention about... Four years after Zombieland released, they had been trying to kind of get things back together because they'd originally planned on making it a TV show. Um, at the time, there really wasn't any zombie TV shows when they first conceived of it, and obviously now there's plenty. But uh, about four years later, they made a deal with Amazon to do a pilot for Zombieland, and they couldn't get any of the cast back. All of all four of those actors have done great work and have been Academy Award nominated, and, and so they were, you know, it was just too hard to get them back for a weekly TV show. So what they ended up doing instead is they recast all the roles and they did a new pilot, which basically functioned as a sequel to the movie because it's supposed to be the same characters. And now here they are on a day-to-day basis surviving. And, uh, Amazon has since taken that off of their service, but you can still find it on YouTube, which I'll probably for the hell of it, just post a link on, uh, you know, our Instagram and on our, uh, Twitter account. But it was kind of interesting to see that and have that kind of inform a little bit of maybe what they were aiming for. And you guys all, did you all get a chance to just watch that? Yeah. I
5: did.
2: I did not. I've been having those computer issues all week.
3: It's okay. It's third. It's 30 minutes of your life you get to keep, honey. It's all good. <laughs> not worth
4: <working. laughs> it. I watched it originally, but I haven't watched it since, so.
0: Yeah, I... I can see what they were going for. It was a bit rough. It didn't quite work. I know that they were really upset because the fans pretty much immediately like just nuked it into non-existence. I think the quote from one of the writers is basically, okay, congratulations, you hated it out of existence. Uh, they, I know they're really upset about it, but it just, <laughs> it didn't really work. Uh,
3: it was worth a try. Their mistake. Yeah. Well, the, the opening scene of that, again, brilliant it i was engaged it was fantastic it was funny it was bloody like i was there for it the problem is they tried to resurrect characters and not and they didn't get the original actors and that ensemble cast what was it Six? a total of six people i think including bill murray uh, like that was gold that was perfect and you just they could not recreate that with the same characters they they should have changed the names kept the premise and it might have flown
5: yeah,
1: they should have just picked some new characters and followed them, and it could have been all right.
3: Yep, and it should have been about the rule book. They should have played more on the rule book and just gone from there. I would have been there for that.
0: It's also, I'll note, I think it's kind of fun about Land is seeing them do all the meta humor and, you know, breaking the fourth wall, talking to the audience. So it was really the perfect choice and for them to end up doing the Deadpool movies later because they were obviously already thinking along those lines with their humor and uh, obviously we yeah. tried to do that in the tv show but it didn't quite work as well but anyway just bears mentioning all right well thank you for joining us for another episode of is it horror so as we've mentioned a couple times i put it out there on social media for people to pick what my 700th horror movie that i would watch was and that once that was picked we would review it for the show the movie that got selected was the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that's available on Netflix, and that was selected by Franimal Kingdom. So we will be. <gasps> that's my bow! I know, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god!
5: I'm so excited!
0: So yeah, that's what we'll be doing in our next episode. We'll be reviewing the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. So join us back here for that.
2: Woo woo! Woot! More gore! Yass! <laughs>
4: Is it gory? Is it Goror? Goror.
2: Is it Goro
0: from Mortal Kombat? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. And I've been Steve. I'm
3: Brianna.
4: I'm Joe. I'm Matt.
3: And I'm still mitz. I love consistency. (laughs) Consistency's (laughs) so good.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us at Is It Horror? We post new episodes every other Friday. Think we didn't give this movie a fair shake? Think we missed something? Do you have a suggestion for future episodes? Or did you just want to say hi? If so, you can follow us at Is It Horror on Twitter, on Instagram at Is It Horror Pod, or you can email us at is it horror podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay safe and keep asking yourself Is it horror?